0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he lifts the fire and got a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Umar Ad-Duri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar al I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. Happy Saturday, everyone, wherever you are in the world, tuned in. Hope you're having a blessed weekend. Before I kick off the show, a special shout out to Miss al Duri. You heard that right. Happy anniversary and happy birthday. Um, we're sending you love here. Me and RR are in the building and we're sending you all the love here from the studios at uh, SBA. Big, big shout out. Happy anniversary, happy birthday. And coming up on today's show, are Liverpool the best team on the planet? I put it on my Instagram asking the question as the European champions face the Premier League champions this week. And what a game in store. No surprise that in our segment Game of Zones, this has been building up for months now. And as Liverpool face Manchester City in the top of the table clash on Sunday, some saying... This might be crucial in deciding who will win the Premier League at this stage of the season. We also have a roundup of what's happening in the world of sport. All this and more on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Oh, he lifts the pilot. What's the goal? This is the halftime show with Omar Adore on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar al And what a show we got in store for you today. Now, I sent a question out yesterday on my Instagram, which surprisingly got an interesting response. I asked, are Liverpool the best team in the world? And guess what, folks? 55% said no. Now, for those that said no... In your opinion, who are the best team in the world right now? Text us on 4215 Ittasalat or do or slide into our DMs on Instagram at Omar Aldouri or Pulse95 Radio. And let me know, is Liverpool the best team on the planet? If not, who currently is? Who's the better team out there? Is it Barcelona? Is it Real Madrid? Is it Bayern Munich? Is it Man City? Hey, let's take a look at this a bit more in detail. And you know, for those that are tuned in from all around the world, shout out to Nuruddin, shout out to Goran, Karo, Shekha, Paul Boots is in the building as well. Ashley Boots is in the building as well. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, the halftime show would be nothing without you guys. And i got to switch up the tune just as well because we're going to get serious now. We're going to talk facts. Now... We asked that question, are Liverpool the best team on the planet? Let's take a look at this in some detail. Now, Liverpool on paper are the best team in Europe as they are the Champions League winners and currently top of the league so far this season without losing a game. Now, they've only lost one game last season in the league and went on to win the Champions League after finishing runners-up before. So Klopp has been building something for a while now. Something's definitely been cooking. They currently, in my opinion, boast... About the best defender in the world, in Virgil Van Dijk. Albeit, it hasn't been an, an easy season for him, as you know, as normal. But they still kind of coasted through it. And are there any better fullbacks in the world currently than Trent Alexander-Arnold and Robertson? Does anyone work harder than the midfield, striking the right balance between hard work and talent with players like Fabinho and Wijnaldum? and also striking the right balance between substance and style, which is kind of hard to find nowadays in the midfield. Leadership of Milner, Henderson and Lovren doing as much work on the pitch as off the pitch and adding to the squad that has caused Liverpool to be a real force to reckon with. Now, the front three are fast and furious, but we knew that already, right? Displaying some of the quickest counter attacks in the world. Salah has been the talisman for years now. But Mane has shown how clinical he is and what an incredible player he's been for Liverpool this season. Now, with someone saying he might be their biggest strength, that just tells you that he's up there on par with Mohamed Salah. Klopp has said time and time again, Firmino is the first name on his team sheet, which marks how important he is to the puzzle. And we've mentioned that he is the roof to that attack. And without him, it wouldn't be solid. So that's one thing. Alisson was the final piece of the puzzle, when Liverpool lost the Champions League final 3-1 to Madrid a few years ago. A goalkeeper to solidify confidence and assertiveness in the back line. And the emergence and loyalty Klopp has shown in people like Ox Chamberlain, Origi and Gomez has shown the talent in the squad has been contributing to vital stages in the club season both domestically and in Europe. So that tells you a lot about that as well. Now, the manager deserves a lot of credit. If you love him, if you don't, if you're a fan of his or not, kind of have to respect him and the manager has embedded his philosophy into the club from when he started and brought that what's that flavor energy you know passion and Liverpool are quite renowned for that so that's been a, a fit for those two and it's one thing to be an experienced coach but it's another thing to be able to implement the evolution the adaptation and the mindset that he has brought into the squad the squad is motivated to play in every single competition, which shows that the manager is managing them both on and off the field. And you often see him put a word around, you know, and, and normally speak to the players, put an arm around them, you know, speak when he has to, keep quiet when he has to. Now, the question I asked in this segment was, are Liverpool the best team in the world right now? And I've had a few people tuned in now who are ringing the messages in and saying, Omar, have you forgotten about Barcelona? What about Messi? Barcelona have the best attack in midfield, and Liverpool lack creativity in the midfield. Well, let's break down some facts for you guys. Liverpool last year played 49 games from domestically, last year and this year in the league. So, last year they played 38, obviously, and this year they played 11. They've won 40 out of 49 games. They've drawn 8 and lost 1. Okay, scoring 114 and conceding 31. Now, Barcelona have played. 49 games as well. 38 last season and 11 now. They've won 33, drawn 10 and lost 6. Now with with Barcelona boasting Lionel Messi, they've only scored 5 goals more than Liverpool and conceded 19 goals more. So that tells you, that's a big argument. If you're going to end up saying that Barcelona are up there, which at the moment they probably aren't, that's a very, very good stat to have. And it's not about what I think, guys, it's about what you think. So text us on 4215 if a lot, or do or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio at duri on Instagram and let me know what you think about these facts. And coming up next, the Game of Zones is back. Yes, you heard that right. Game of Zones is back. After taking a little break, gotta drop you the little music as well. Manchester City challenged the European champions and edge closer to the undefeated table toppers. Now, who's going to win the game on Sunday? Is it going to be Liverpool or Manchester City going to record the first defeat for Liverpool in the Premier League after 12 games? Coming up next, we talk about the game of zones, we talk about who's going to win and we talk facts on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse95. This is Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the pilot What the goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Oh Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international and local. Hope you're having a blessed day. Special shout-outs go to Nooruddin, Goran, Karwan, Tanya, Zara, Ali, Dana, Noor, Sharif, Adil Nadwa and Omar. Thank you so much for tuning in. And everyone who's actually tuned in on the Instagram live, keeping me company throughout the show. Much love to you guys. And probably the most anticipated game of zones we've had of the season so far we've got a good one folks and i am so excited to watch liverpool who play manchester city in what people are describing as the defining moment in the race for the title after just 11 games insane there's 38 games to the season and we're talking about the league being won already Now the dominating Manchester City have faced injury issues coming into this game, finding themselves 6 points behind the European champions. Stylistically, both coaches don't do pragmatism. And as Pep and Klopp's men have thrilled the fans by playing expansive, high pressing games full of life and energy, if you are looking into a good game, this probably will not disappoint folks. And if you're just tuning in, early on the show, we spoke about Liverpool and if they are the best team on the planet right now. The listeners definitely had something to say about it, reminding me that Barcelona and a certain Lionel Messi could have something to say about that. But as we pointed out with the facts, there wasn't actually much difference in the scoring for that season and up to date. And Liverpool actually conceded less. So that puts Barcelona out of the equation. But what about Manchester City, though? Pep Guardiola has enthralled the Premier League with some fantastic football over the years, breaking records by finishing the season with the most points, winning back-to-back leagues and looking to stamp his legacy as the first side to do it three years in a row. Now, to put that in perspective guys, fans, we get spoiled for choice and when we watch football nowadays we spend so much time comparing instead of enjoying because we're in the now. We talk Messi, we talk Ronaldo. Is he the best? Is, 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 is Messi better than Ronaldo? Has Ronaldo won more awards? But Liverpool have reached the Champions League final. Then the year after that, they won it. But they haven't just won the Premier League yet. And Klopp isn't up there. Sir Alex Ferguson, and now let me emphasize the point on that. Sir Alex Ferguson never won the league three times in a row. So if Pep does this, does he earn the right to be spoken about in the same light as Ferguson? Now that I've given you that lead up, let's talk about this game. This will be the 35th Premier League match between the reigning champions and the league leaders. Each side have won nine games, 16 draws, with the champions Man City beating the leaders Liverpool 2-1 in the last match in January 2019. Liverpool have only lost one of their last 50 Premier League games, 50 Premier League games, winning 41, drawing 8, and losing 1, with that loss coming against, yes, that's right, you heard it, Man City in January. Now, the Reds are unbeaten in their last 28 Premier League games, the 8th longest run in the competition. But Manchester City have only failed to score in 6 of their 62 Premier League away games under Pep Guardiola. What a stat! Now, three of those games have been on Merseyside, two versus Liverpool, one versus Everton and the other three have been in London versus Tottenham, Crystal Palace and Chelsea. Now, despite Liverpool being on the second longest ever unbeaten run in the Premier League history, 45 games, the Reds have conceded in each of their last five at Anfield. They, they last, mm, I'd say, they had a long run without a clean sheet at home, but that was in October 2014. So there's seven games. But what stands out in this game is stylistically both coaches will see this as an opportunity to stamp their authority. Interesting fact that Guardiola is known, is very well known for dominating teams with endless possession. But the lowest possession Guardiola has faced in his reign at Manchester City is actually against Liverpool. On the 3rd of January 2019, when City won 2-1, it was 49.6%. And the 7th of October 2019, when they drew nil-nil, it was 50%. Now, some of you are saying, yeah, but that's still a lot. But normally City are in the 70s. So that tells you something. So I can't imagine Pep settling for a draw. And that will show in his team selection. Now, the dilemma in defense, with Laporte being out early, has resorted to Pep playing his best-holding defensive midfielder at the back. But see, I can see why he does that. Because he trusts him. And will Otamendi partner Stones or Fernandinho... And the last time those two played, Norwich demolished them. Edison looks set to miss out with a midweek injury opening the door to... Carl Walker, nope, I'm just joking, not Carl Walker. Claudio Bravo steps in to fill in for the big boots. Now, the one thing that does take away from City not having Edison is the fact his distribution in arguably the best in the world at being able to distribute the ball fast enough to the attacking players will be very, very crucial for this team and that's something that's right that's something with Trent alexander arnold and Robertson playing their usual game high up on the pitch having Edison distribute the ball out quick enough will be a real loss for Man City and that's something especially I can picture him doing with the likes of Sterling and Mahrez to receive when the fullbacks have overlapped now Gundogan will have a vital role in this game with Rodri suspected to miss out due to injury. Pep will have sheets and sheets for him to study for this game coming up against Vinaldum, Henderson and Fabinho who's been outstanding, outstanding this year. Okay, Pep has never been shy when playing number 10s all over the field. He loves his number 10s, often plays with quite a few, especially with David Silva looking like he's going to be missing out. The responsibility will be on the best midfielder, in my opinion, in the league, Kevin De Bruyne, to be the game changer with one of his assists. Now, the Belgian midfielder has recorded nine assists this season, and when Klopp studies where these assists are coming from, they have come from a similar area on the right side of the pitch that will be between Robertson and Van Dijk, who will be full alert on the stats and especially on the optostats of where the assists are coming from. De Bruyne has created 40 chances this season, and that's only to be matched by Liverpool's biggest threat. Can you guess who? Trent Alexander-Arnold. That's right, the Liverpool right-back has created the most chances for Klopp's men, but might be a little distracted by the electric Sterling, who will most certainly be keeping him busy in this much-anticipated tie. Now, a few years ago, Pep started at Manchester City and he identified fullbacks as the priority and was heavily criticized when spending 100 million on fullbacks. Now, in the modern game, it's evident that fullbacks are increasingly showing their value both defensively and offensively. So, how do they both match up when the chances are created on the field? The fullbacks for Liverpool versus Man City show that the stats this season that Liverpool predominantly create their chances from the fullbacks with 55 chances created compared to Manchester City's 24 scoring a goal more than City and assisting 6 to Liverpool's 2 however the midfield that City have created 87 chances compared to Liverpool's 30 scoring 3 goals more and assisting 10 chances more this season so what does this tell us it tells us the crazy stats that Liverpool get most of their chances created from their fullbacks, which is 55. And City get most of their chances created by their midfielders, which is 87. Now how are they likely to line up? Bravo will be in goal, Mendy, Stones, Fernandinho, Walker or Cancelo. Gundo will play in the defensive midfielder role, De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva in middle and Sterling, Aguero, Mahrez probably up front. Liverpool, again, very standard. Alisson will be back in goal. Trent, Lovren, Van Dijk, Robertson, Wijnaldum, Fabinho, Henderson, Mane, Firmino and Salah. There's been a lot coming into this game with Pep starting the week by saying Mane is a diver and Klopp responding after the game by saying City have the most tactical fouls. What's interesting is that these two are at it, not, not at each other. The players are very headstrong, but more at the referees. And in my opinion, that's what this whole thing is about. And here's a question for all my half timers, which I've been seeing trending around the internet leading up. If you needed to do a combined 11 with both Liverpool and City, how many Liverpool players would get into the City starting 11? Text us on four two one five ittasalat or do or slide into my DMs on Instagram at Omar Duri or Pulse ninety five radio. Coming up next, a sports roundup of what's happening this weekend on the only place to be, the halftime show on Pulse ninety five. This is Pulse 95. It's a Shaja story. Oh, he loves the fire and what the goal. This is the Halftime Show with Umar Ad-Duri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, if you're just tuning in and want to catch up on all the halftime shows, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, commercial and music free. As well as our shows getting converted, you can also listen to them wherever you are in the world on Pulse95Radio.com. If you need something to stimulate the brain when you're in the gym, enjoying a walk outdoors, or need something to listen to and have a long-distance drive and need some working content, guys, we are here. We have some incredible guests covering some fantastic topics such as mental health, gut foods that help you perform mentally and physically, and how to enhance performance through the brain and mind. And speaking of that... The person who's responsible for that and does a lot for us here at Pulse95, uh, Mikhail Atiyah. You might know him as the co-host of Afternoon Karak with Aisha Mazmi. It's his birthday today. So if you're listening, Mikey, happy birthday, my bro. You deserve all the best. Hope you're having a fantastic day. And just having a quick roundup of what's happening uh, around the world, locally, internationally. A couple of things i picked up on, actually, that's really, really cool. And um, and one of them is Sara El sanani is the first female UAE to win gold at the Paralympics. Now, Sara will be competing in the World Para-Athletics Championship, which begins in the UAE on, uh, I think it's tomorrow, to secure her spot to Tokyo. Now, the championship is one of the qualifying events. And when I saw this uh, this article, I was fascinated because apparently, like, in terms of her personality, and I'd love to get her on the show, um, she's, she's quite quiet and reserved, and she... She's a special needs athlete who's overcome physical challenges and turned it into a strength. And we always, always like to highlight people like that here on the show. And she clinched bronze in the women's shot put F33 with a distance of 5.09 meters at the Macarena Stadium in Rio de Janeiro in 2016. And she hopes she can translate that into gold at the Paralympics in Tokyo, you know, uh, very soon. And um, Sarah will also be competing in the in the World Para Athletic Championship, which begins. Uh, in, in the UA to secure her spot in Tokyo. And again, I, you know, people like that, I'm often fascinated what kind of mindset they're at. You know, we normally take things for granted. And she's one person, you know, that has obviously overcome adversity to be where she is today. And that, that I really, really love. So the shout out to, to Sara uh, for doing that. Uh, we've also had something going on here, guys. I'm not sure if you've actually been tuned into this, but for those that know, the, the beach soccer final hate saying the word soccer my wife would love that but the beach soccer final is happening here in the uae and S- spain will face iran in today's uh, final and iran overcame the uae in a sudden death 4-3 after the thrilling game ended in a 1-1 draw and spain reached the final of the 2019 intercontinental cup with a 4-2 win over russia in their first semi-final which happened yesterday so a lot of big things happening here in the uae and plenty to be excited about and I kind of like that we switch it up a little bit here. We don't just talk about what's happening internationally, but also locally. And that's a big thing. So shout out to the UAE unlucky guys. And hopefully, inshallah, next time you will be uh, you will be in the final and even win it. And speaking about winning it, Sandeep Chowdhury won the gold in the men's javelin throw F64 category, um, which is amazing, actually. I've read this story as well. And the para-athletics Sandeep Chowdhury and Summit anti-flew the flag high for India by setting new world records en route to a gold and silver on the second day of the World Para-Athletics Championship on Friday night. And as I read it from the article itself, it showed that he had to to really um, beat the opposition who was very, very close on competition and very, very determined to try and knock him off his porch. But he did come out good and shout out to him for that which was incredible. And speaking about shout-out, Sharjah. Yes, they need a round of applause for that. Sharjah retained the top spot in the Arabian Gulf League as, uh, as, again, the man you might have heard of back in the day. Um, Al- uh, Al-Nasr's uh, Negredo is making headlines as well in the Arabian Gulf League, which is interesting to hear. But that's also, it's also good because having had the successful season Sharjah had last year... The pressure is on them to kind of, you know, back that up and fulfill that and show it wasn't a fluke. Now, they were dominating all year round and almost went unbeaten. But this is the time where now people have studied you, people have actually understood that you are a real threat to the league and people want to make sure it's not back-to-back titles. And that's exactly what champions do. And coming up next, we do a recap of the week, answer your questions and give you a few cheeky shout-outs. On the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I'm your host covering everything Sport International and local. Happy anniversary and happy birthday to Maria Alduri! I will be there very, very shortly. And thank you to the boots for looking after her while I'm at work. Back into the sports world, we've got plenty of stuff happening. I had a few questions in the uh, in the break actually, while we were um, while we were in uh, in the adverts. Talking about asking me about what do I think of the KSI and Logan Paul too. Um Thanks, Sam. You know what? I'm I have so much respect. For the boxing world. I don't know if I can if I can take them seriously. But then again, I've been surprised to see how much uh, people are taking this seriously. And thank you for those who are tuning in on Instagram live. Shout out to Alaa, Sultan, Dodi who are tuned in. Uh, thank you very much for your comments, guys. Um, I don't know how to take this KSI Logan Paul thing. Um, Any one of those who do know uh, the boxing world and especially the conditioning side of it, there's a huge respect that I have for them and these two obviously I don't deny the training and the uh, preparation put into it because you know they're going to be you know in the public eye they're going to be viewed by so many people and having the YouTube background and the way that social media affects the modern game is incredible so good luck as long as no one gets hurt and it's a good show for the fans who are actually paying to watch this and I know it's a free uh, it's a free event on YouTube I believe Um, I won't be personally tuning in But for those that are tuning in for it, I hope it's a good event for you guys. That's something that's happening there. Uh, I've also got a comment from Fersal asking me, what do I think of Zlatan Ibrahimovic uh, as he's set to join uh, AC Milan? To be honest, uh, (laughs) I'm not going to lie. He's been uh, incredible. At the age of 38, he spent um, the last 18 months in the MLS, in the Major League Soccer in the US, for LA Galaxy. And I believe his contract expires at the end of the year. And he's been linked with quite a a few clubs around Europe. Uh, He scored about 53 goals overall and has been outstanding, really not showing his age. Uh, He's really been a credit to the sport and a great character. And we often talk about characters in the UAE and also on the international circuit of, you know, do we have them nowadays in sport? I've invited a couple of them down here to the halftime show and they've been amazing. But nowadays, characters like time don't come every day. And that's where, you know, I salute him. You can't... Basically, he puts his money where his mouth is and he performs wherever he's been around the world. Love him or hate him, he's definitely displayed so much talent and so much skill uh, and results. He's a results guy. Um, what do I think of the Unai Emery situation? How long do you have? Because <laughs> it's been incredible. Um, I don't know, man. I... Nowadays, people—it's a—it's a fast food industry, and what I mean by that is people want instant success and instant results. Unfortunately, Arsenal are not at the stage where they used to be, where they can attract the top-class managers. So, if they are um, a top-six team, they're going to attract a top-six manager, unless. You're someone like Brendan Rodgers who uh, comes in and can really be given the time without the pressure to succeed. And that's what he's doing at Leicester. And I actually read something earlier. Leicester are favourites to beat Arsenal, even in the bookies. So that just tells you, you know, where Arsenal are at. So we can't really expect from him to, um, to really, you know, do much with, you know, Arsenal in the current state they're at. And saying that, they face each other tonight. Um, at uh, Leicester, which, again, it's it's, it's going to be extremely difficult. And not many people actually fancy Arsenal to win. Um, so that's another thing. And shout-out to Keek, who's just joined in on the Instagram live as well. Hope you're doing well, my bro. Um, and that is it, folks. It is reaching full-time on the Halftime Show. We had Dr. Alan Khoury last week, which was amazing, talking about sports medicine and uh, being a physician in the current sports industry. And by the way, guys, you don't want to miss that podcast. It's coming out probably within the next two days. And you can catch that on Apple Podcast or SoundCloud. Just type in the Halftime Show and we are there. Thank you also, Amani, for joining in the group. Um, and Alaa is asking me as well, who do I think will win between Al-Hilal and Urawa? Having been very close to Al-Hilal and lost two finals, I think, Alaa, it's Al-Hilal's time. I hope they beat our Red Diamonds in the Asian uh, Cup final. And that's me, folks. Have an incredible, an incredible day. It's time to wrap up here at the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.